What's going on? So done. Alex Bowman wins the cup race. John Hunter Nemechek beats his boss yet again. And next week, we got the greatest race, in my opinion, and in a lot of people's opinions, everybody's favorite track, we got Talladega. We're going to talk about that and so much more. What's going on, everybody? My name is J-Mac, and welcome to the Wave Around, your weekly podcast from the mind of an everyday average Joe, bringing you all news related to NASCAR. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is Wednesday, April 21st, and we're just a couple of days away from Talladega. But be first, first, before we talk about Talladega, let's talk about what we saw at Richmond. Oh, and by the way, must I say one thing? It is so, so, so awesome to be back home in the comforts of my house with my regular microphone bringing you this episode of The Wave Around. Thank you guys so, so very much for taking the time to listen to my blabbling and what I have to say. So, we saw Richmond last weekend. What? I mean... It's cool, whatever, it's Richmond. I heard that it's a lot better to go in person. But to me on TV, I just I just can't stand it. But let's talk about the truck race, shall we? Once again, John Hunter Nemechek proves why he made the best decision so far in his career by going down a couple levels to the truck series. Because once again, he beat the boss. He beat Kyle Busch in Kyle Busch equipment. That's twice now. He's beat him twice at tracks that Kyle Busch is historically freaking awesome at in trucks. Was it Las Vegas he beats him? And then he beats him in Richmond. John Hunter Nemechek, man. I'm telling you, if he is not your pick to win the championship for the, the truck series, you need to have your temperature reevaluated because that guy is bringing the heat. If you can beat Kyle Busch at his own game and his own equipment, Dude, you're you're a favorite in my book, all right? And um, you know, John Hunter definitely did the right thing. I mean, I was talking to a buddy of mine, and it, it it takes a man to be able to realize that his career is not really going anywhere because he jumped ship too quick, to be able to humble himself and you know, be like, you know what, I am going down back down to trucks. I'm going to a winning truck team, a team that possibly has the best equipment besides Thor and GMS. So those three, Kyle Busch, Thor, GMS, are like the best in trucks, in my opinion. But anyways, so he goes back down, signs with Toyota, and he's winning. He's producing. He's getting top fives, top tens. He's got two wins already. He's locked into the playoffs for the trucks. Humbled himself by going down two levels, pretty much, because he was in cup last year, and he goes down two levels. He's a proud father now. Congratulations, by the way. So he wins right after his wife gives birth to his his son. So that's pretty freaking incredible right there in itself. As a father, that would be awesome for me to experience winning a race right after a child being born. But this guy goes down to the truck series, wins, starts, you know, producing and, and showing up. And so now what happens is Toyota's got a young 
a, a super young driver, you know, nice dude, going to be a fan favorite one day. I mean, I'm sure he's a fan favorite in trucks. I know a lot of people that like him. So this, this kid is going to be, you know, a fan favorite in, in a couple years when he goes back up. But not only that, he has a guaranteed, I'm telling you, guaranteed ride with Toyota because Toyota does it right when it comes to it's like racing development. I mean, their their whole thing is called Toyota Racing Development or whatever, TRD. So it's in the name. But these guys do such an excellent job, in my opinion, of training, you know, finding young talent and bringing them up, you know, whether it be through ARCA and then trucks and then Xfinity and then one day the cup. I mean, I know there's only like what? You got Joe Gibbs racing with their four cars and then you got um, uh, what's his name? Michael Jordan's new Toyota team, 2311. And there's like a little couple field filler uh, Toyotas. But when you think about it, there's only like what, four, five, six maybe uh, Toyota rides out there right now. I mean, that's all probably going to change come next year once we get the new, the next generation coming out. But, uh, yeah, Toyota knows how to, uh, to develop people. I mean, I mean, they kind of screwed over Matt, Matty D and, uh, Eric Jones or whatever, but I mean, just look at them. I mean, it's John Hunter Nemechek, in my opinion, in the next couple of years, I give him probably about three seasons, we'll see him back in Cup. He'll be with a top-tier Toyota team, whether it be 23-11, because in a couple of years, they'll definitely be competitive. I mean, they're a new team just starting out, um, and then everybody will be even playing level next year. Uh, will it be with them? Maybe Joe Gibbs racing? Who knows? Who knows? Or he could just be a total different manufacturer, because we've seen racers, we've seen guys go to Kyle Busch Motorsports, and now they're ended up with a different manufacturer. Like you got William Byron, you know, one with uh, KBM, and now he's with Hendrick Motorsports. And, you know, during Xfinity, he was with Junior Motorsports. But that's just, that's just how it goes, you know. There's not enough seats right now for these up-and-coming guys. But that's all going to change once the uh, playing field gets leveled out next year with this next-generation car. So that was the truck series. Uh, had no Xfinity series? Nope. Nope. Sure did not. So let's go ahead and go to the Cup Series. So the Cup Series looked to be like, you know, a domination of, you know, one or two drivers. I mean, let's it's, it's Richmond. I mean, you guys have gotten my opinion of Richmond. Um, not a big fan of it, really, to be honest with you. But, um... It is what it is. So, we all know Alex Bowman wins. Alex Bowman brings the 48 back into victory lane. It's the first win for Ally since they started sponsoring the 48. Um, so, that was pretty cool to see, you know, Alex Bowman taking the lead on lap 391. It passes the 11 right after restart. So, we get to, to lap 389. All right, we had the restart. So the 11 was leading on the inside, 22 on the was was on the outside. Yeah, 48 was third on the inside. 11 had a great jump on the restart, but the 48 moves in the second. Just takes Joey Logano like it's nothing. All right, two laps later at lap 391, we see Alex Bowman passing Denny Hamlin for the lead, and he just held on to it. And, I mean, there was times, like, maybe what, the last two or three laps, lap traffic was getting involved, and it looked like maybe Denny Hamlin or Joey Logano were going to catch up. 
But, I mean, Alex Bowman just had such a great, great lead by that point that lap traffic really wasn't going to be an issue. I mean, it looked like it would be, but to me, he had such a great, great jump on them that it was his for the taking. And we all saw that it was his for the taking. All right, so, I mean, let's talk about this race, though. So you had... Uh, the 19 was leading, all right, whatever, competition caution comes out, uh, the Denny Hamlin wins stage one, so we look like, all right, it's going to be Denny Hamlin's, finally, Denny Hamlin's time to shine on this race, you know, because he takes, he takes the first one, he, he, take, he took the second one too, right, uh, yeah, he wins stage two, then of course we saw, um, the uh, the restart late in the race, and which was amazing because I mean, forty eight during that pit stop after stage two had that uncontrolled tire um, penalty or whatever, but he comes back to win the race. It, I mean, it's freaking awesome. Hendrick Motorsports has got three of its four drivers have gotten a win this year. So you had William Byron doing it down there in uh, Homestead. You had uh, Kyle Larson doing it in was it Vegas, yes, and now. Alex Bowman doing it in Richmond. And what's crazy is these are tracks that, that Alex Bowman is historically not known to be good at. And he even said it himself in his post-race interview that, you know, he's going to these races and uh, it's, you know, tracks that he's not that great at. But he comes out and he does it. So Alex Bowman so far has had a win in the last three seasons, ever since winning his first race down there in Chicagoland in 2019. So Alex Bowman has now, it's his first win for the number 48 car since Jimmy Johnson's victory at Dover on June 4th, 2017. Wow. So since June 4th, 2017, we have not seen the 48 until in victory lane until this past Sunday. And it's also the first time we've seen Ally, because, I mean, that was back when Lowe's was on the car. So you know it's been a while. Since 2017, we're in 2021. We've had a lot freaking happen since then. I mean, we've had a damn pandemic that we're living in. Shoot. I mean, what the heck? We've had, we have a new president now since the last time Jimmy Johnson won. So with Alex Bowman winning, get this, folks, because you know I have been counting down these this until this day happens. You know I've been keeping track. Hendrick Motorsports is now 266 career NASCAR Cup Series wins. That is just now two behind Petty Enterprises for most ever. 266, folks. We just got two more. Come on. We can do it. Come on, Chase. You got a couple wins in you. So now we look at this. 93 wins for Jeff Gordon. 83 for Jimmy Johnson. 12 for Terry. 11 for Chase Elliott. Nine for Tim Richmond, Daryl Waltrip, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Seven wins for Jeff Bodine. Six for Casey Kane. Five for Mark Martin. Four for Kenny Schrader. Four for Ricky Rudd. Four for Kyle Busch. Three for Alex Bowman. Two for William Byron. One for Brian Vickers, Joe Nemechek, Casey Mears, Jerry Nadu, and Kyle Larson. 266 wins. Four. Our boys at Hendrick Motorsports. Another fun factoid for Hendrick Motorsports. The last time, in fact, that they won at Richmond was in 2018. Alex Bowman, this past Sunday's winner, he was only 15 years old. 
2008. Alex Bowman was 15 years old, probably racing like go-karts or um, legends or something like that. Not knowing that he was going to be signed, that he was going to be the, 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 the guy. I guarantee you there was no clue in his mind that he was going to be the guy to bring Hendrick Motorsports back to victory lane at Richmond. That is freaking awesome. Good job, Alex Bowman. It is great to see that number 48 back in winner's circle. Your top 10 for Richmond were, of course, Alex Bowman. Denny Hamlin comes in second. Joey Logano comes in third. Christopher Bell comes in fourth. Martin Truex Jr. comes in fifth after catching a speeding penalty. Exiting, too fast exiting. Number six, Eric Almirola. Number seven, Mr. Cons- this guy's been consistent all year long. Number seven, William Byron. Eight, Kyle Busch. Nine, Matt DiBenedetto. And number 10, 10th place, P10, Austin Dillon, who's also had a pretty consistent season. And that is your top 10. Chase Elliott. Here's some some other big guys. Ryan Blaney comes in 11. Chase at 12. Kurt at 13th. Brad at 14th. We saw Kyle Larson at 18th. Uh, Cole Custer, 23rd. Kevin Harvick, wow, 24th. Uh, Wallace, 26th. Michael McDowell, 27th. Ryan Newman at 30th. And, of course, your backfield. Your back-of-the-pack guys like Alfredo, McLeod, Davidson, Hoff, Smithley, Ware, Balicki, and Haley, who actually had engine trouble. So he was the actual, Justin Haley's actually the only one that did not finish the race. Um, he was taken out because of engine trouble. So there you have it. Tell me what you think. How do you think Richmond went? I mean, it's Richmond. It's television. Television on Richmond sucks. But you know what? It happens. Here's another little factoid real quick. Denny Hamlin has the NASCAR record for most laps led through nine races without a victory. He has led 694 Laps without a victory so far in the first nine races. All right. The last person to do it, 1975, <clears throat> in second place, David Pearson, 1975, went 595 laps led through nine races without a victory. Then Tony Stewart did 07 with 591. Greg Biffle in 06 with 551. And Mr. Seven Time Jimmy Johnson, 2014. Led 501 laps through nine races without a victory. Those are some cool little facts that was a richmond recount or recap we'll be right back with our favorite segment my favorite segment everybody's favorite segment i'm not talking about the rant i am talking about nascar history we're going to talk some talladega facts and of course we will bring you winners that have won a race on april 25th which happens to be the next race down there in Talladega. We'll be right back right after this. All right, we're back to talk a little Talladega history and drivers that have won a race on April 25th. But before we start, I'd like to give a shout-out to a couple people out there on Facebook World that have wanted me to give them a shout-out. Some of my biggest fans, what's up, Oscar Mendoza? How's it going, buddy? Thank you so much for the support. And i also like to give a support, or a shout-out, I should say, to everybody else out there. Hey, 
That's how we do it. All right, let's get into this, shall we? So we are going to Talladega next week, this Sunday, in a couple days. I am freaking excited. I know everybody else is freaking excited. So let's talk a little bit about Talladega, all right? Talladega, as we all know, is located on the former Aniston Air Force Base in the small city of Lincoln, Alabama. Now, it's a trioval that was constructed in 1969 by International Speedway Corporation, a business that is still controlled by the France family. And right now, as of 2021, it hosts the NASCAR Cup Series, the Xfinity Series, and NASCAR Camping World Truck Series, plus ARCA, plus a whole bunch of other crap. All right, it is the longest NASCAR oval with a length of 2.66 miles. That is 4.281 kilometers for all you non-miles people. And uh, compared to Daytona International Speedway, which is 2.5 miles at 4 kilometers, the total peak capacity that we saw back in the 2000s was, well, actually the total peak capacity that we see now before the pandemic was 175,000 spectators. That's like people in the grandstands, people in the uh, infield partying their asses off. Uh, We got a main grandstand capacity being around 80,000 people. Imagine 80,000 people. That is a lot more than, that is more than probably a bunch of these damn NFL stadiums. I mean, the only stadiums that are bigger are like these college stadiums, you know, like the big house, boo, the horseshoe, boo, and the Cathedral of Cathedrals, DKR Texas Memorial Stadium. It was like last time I went there, we had a hundred over 160, 70,000 people. But anyways, enough about that. <laughs> Did you know that a large number of drivers have won the first race of their career at at Talladega? As of October third, twenty twenty, twelve drivers won their first race there. All right. So we had Richard Brickhouse, Dick Brooks, Lenny Pond, Ron Bouchard, Bobby Hillen Jr., Davey Allison, Phil Parsons, Kenny Schrader, Brian Vickers, Brad Kozlowski, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., and then we had Ralph Lassard winning down there. All right, so um, Brickhouse, Brooks, Pond, Bouchard, Hillen Jr., and Phil Parsons, that was their only career win. Was at Talladega. So not only was it their first win, but it was also like their only career win down there in Talladega. So I find that kind of interesting that um you know that would that would be that way. So we all know that Talladega has a bunch of crazy, crazy curses. We know about the big one. I mean, that's it's bound to ha- it's gonna happen at Talladega. I, I mean, some years it hasn't happened. We've had some clean races, but it's it's Talladega. Like, it is hard to pick a driver. I mean, everybody wants to pick their favorites that, that are going to win. But it's really, really hard to pick a driver to win Talladega. Just just go with anybody because it's a race. We saw that at Daytona, the other plate race or tapered spacer race where Michael McDowell ends up winning. So we all know most wins. 10, Dale Earnhardt dominated that bad boy. Most consecutive wins, we know that Dale's... Junior did it with four. The most top tens and the most top fives belong to Senior. He had 23 top fives and 27 top tens. The most starts. We had two people. 61 was the record. Dave Marsis and my man Terry Labonte. Most polls 
go to Awesome Bill from Dawsonville with eight. Most laps completed, 10,181 Michael Waltrip. Most laps led, 1,377 Dale Earnhardt. Average start was 5.3 with Davey Allison, and average finish 12.4 Dale Earnhardt. And that was with the minimum of 15 starts. So those are a little Talladega records for you. I know everybody's excited about Talladega. Everybody has their own stories of Talladega. I have yet to go to Talladega. It is definitely on my wish list. So we got Talladega is coming up this Sunday, which happens to be April 25th, right? So now it's time for everybody's favorite segment. These are all winners that have won a race on April 25th. 1954, we have this guy, Goober, Goober Sosby. I actually had a soldier when I was stationed at Fort Hood, his last name was Sosby, so I wonder if they're related. 1954, Goober Sosby, Macon, Georgia. Cool. I like hearing like these tracks that, you know, these, these lost speedways. 1958, we had Frankie Schneider doing it down there in Manassas. I'm probably saying this wrong. Man- Man- Manassas? Manassas, Virginia? Help me out, Virginians. <laughs> Leave some comments. 1965, Fred Lorenzen, Martinsville, Virginia. 76, Daryl Waltrup in Martinsville. 1982, greatest year ever, because I was born. Harry Gantz down there in Martinsville. 1993, Rusty Wallace, Martinsville. 1999, one, this was like one of his 10 wins. 1999, Dale Earnhardt in Talladega. 2004, Jeff Gordon in Talladega. And in 2010, Kevin Harvick down in Talladega. So, those are all winners so far, or winners that have won a race on April 25th. So, next year, or the next time we have a race on April 25th, we'll be able to add another name to this list. See where I'm going with this? These are just notes that I'm saving. So, hopefully, when this podcast is still going on in a couple years, albeit I'll probably, you know, be in a better studio, you know, maybe working for, uh, you know, Dirty Mo Me Media. No, I'm just kidding. Or my own media company. Um, We have some lists to go off of and just keep adding to the history of this great sport. I I talked about it last week until I was blue in the face that the history of NASCAR is awesome to get into. Um, I think in in the spirit of Talladega, I am definitely going to uh, watch some more Talladega races this week before Sunday. In fact, I think I'm going to do a little research right now. I, I definitely, definitely, I think I should have prepared for this. So look for a special episode, I um, probably Saturday. I'm going to do it Saturday. So before Saturday, I'm going to go ahead and record another episode, and I'm going to do winners of both the, the spring and fall races at Talladega since my year of birth, 1982. I think that'd be cool to research. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. Uh, I'll, I'll probably have that out to you uh, maybe Friday, Saturday. So we'll have a special episode, special Talladega episode, shall we say. Yeah, let's do that because I'm feeling generous. I want to bring you guys more content. So, as I was saying, history of the sport, awesome. Keep keep it up, you know. Do some research. You'll learn a lot of awesome, awesome stuff. All right. That was a little NASCAR history. We're going to be right back with the rant. And we're just going to talk a little bit more right here on The Wave Around with J-Mac.
All right, we're back, we're back, we're back, and it's time for my favorite part, the rant. Now, for all you new listeners, the rant is something I do. Um, I either praise something, you know, like go, you know, like, oh man, this is awesome, this is cool, something that cool happened to me, or I just go off on just anything that's been on my mind. It's a way for me to let loose and, uh, you know, let you guys rant a little bit too and think about what the hell has been bothering you guys too. It could be good. It could be bad. Sometimes it's NASCAR related. Most of the time it is not NASCAR related. So this week's rant actually is going to be a review. It's going to be a rave. So let's call it a rave this week. Um, and then we'll have a rant. So first talk about the rave. All right. So I got HBO max the other day. My wife finally, um, for my kid's birthday that I missed, um, he's a huge Godzilla, uh, fan. He loves, you know, King Kong Godzilla, but he's a big Godzilla guy. So we went ahead and got HBO Max and they, uh, they went ahead and watched that new, I have yet to see it. So don't spoil it for me. The new Godzilla versus King Kong movie, which looks freaking awesome. I know I got a couple of days to watch it until April 30th before they take it off the air. But then we got Mortal Kombat coming up in a couple, couple days. So I'm pretty freaking excited. Dude, HBO Max is awesome. Like, if you don't have it and you can spend $14.99 a month, highly, highly recommend to get it. Man, I started rewatching The Sopranos that I've seen about a thousand times. Man, it's, it's freaking incredible. So, anyways, I started watching, uh, I don't know if a lot of you guys have seen that movie, Ford versus Ferrari. Because, you know, I was like, it's a, it's a movie about racing, you know, motorsports. Man, that movie's pretty freaking good. Like, I give it to him. Like, I'm not a big, like, 24-hour Le Mans guy or, like, those endurance races or whatever. But, man, those dudes back in the day, man, they had they had it going on. And just, Carol Shelby is just a freaking genius. Can can we just acknowledge that? I mean, not a big Ford guy or what have you, but the guy did some things with that Mustang. You know, he made the Shelby Mustang, Cobra, whatever, you know. I'm not a big Mustang guy, so I don't know. I mean, they're cool to look at. They sound cool. But if it doesn't have a bow tie, I'm really not interested. But, I mean, it was a pretty good movie. So, um, excuse me. It's not COVID. Just kidding. Well, it's not. I'm not kidding. It's not COVID. It's just a little damn cough. Um, Because I went from crazy-ass Texas weather, dusty, didn't know what the heck it was going to do, to here, where it actually snowed last night in the middle of spring in Indiana. Go figure. Now it's melted. I just wanted to put my seeds down for the grass, make my grass greener. Cause that's what I do. I'm like, I've gotten so old that like, uh, you know, at 38 years old that, uh, I enjoy my grass. Anyway, I'm going off topic. So that's what happens on the rant, by the way. Um, Ford versus Ferrari. Great movie. Highly recommend checking it out. If you don't have HBO max, get it. It is worth it. So many cool shows on there. Um, you know, if you're one of those GOT people, there you go. You can watch all your damn Game of Thrones and watch brothers and sisters going at it with each other um, in the, the biblical sense or whatnot. If that's your forte, go for it. Anyways, let's go on to the rant. Okay, I want to rant about American Airlines. All right, it all started off. I went to the damn counter, check out my bag or check my bags in, and this is, I usually have no problems at all. So this chick must have been new at El, in the El Paso airport. She starts copping an attitude like, where's my orders? You need orders to fly because if you guys don't know, I'm still active duty military. And I was coming back home from a TDY trip, which we call temporary duty, where I was training some guys for the last 40 days. So that's why I was down there. And I got another trip coming next weekend 
for just a weekend, little two-day trip down to uh, Wisconsin. So if you live in Wisconsin, hook me up. If you're going to be around the Fort McCoy area, I will be there for like a day and a half. And then I go back to Florida in mid-May. Anyways, so I get to the counter, and this lady's like, oh, do you have orders? I'm like, do you guys never, ever check orders? Why are you checking orders now? And she's like, oh, your 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 bag is, is like overweight. I was like, by how much? She's like five pounds. So this lady was about to charge me $100 because my bag was five pounds over the, the, the legal limit or whatever. But I didn't have my military orders on me because they don't give you freaking paper orders when you go on TDY. You just go on TDY. All right. I've never had a problem checking in, leaving Indianapolis, going to another place. Heck, I've flown out of El Paso Airport like three times and never had a problem. So finally, I step up, and you know, I, I'm, I'm getting freaking irritated. I could feel my blood boiling. I could feel the cuss words starting to come out, but I held it. All right, I held it because I didn't want to make a scene. So finally, this guy comes up. He's like, "What's the problem?" I tell him. He's like, "No, man, you're good. You're good." Takes my bag and gives me my boarding passes, and in fact, you know, upgraded me to a nicer seat—not first class, but to a nicer seat. That's not where the story ends, folks. So the whole freaking time, because the airport's considered federal freaking property, you have to wear a damn mask the whole time, even though the state of Texas is 100% open back up. You, they got them little placards on the ground. You got to stand six feet, stand here, blah, 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 whatever. So I obey their damn rules. I get on the airplane. Airplane is completely packed. I got people. I'm at the window seat. And I got uh, this lady sitting next to me. And there's somebody sitting next to her. And it's like that in every single row. So I take my mask off to just catch a breather for maybe five minutes or five seconds. Sir, put your mask back on now. And I just look at her. And I'm like, you want me to put my mask on while I'm six inches and not six feet away from people? She's like, yes, that's federal mandate. I'm like, okay. It makes sense, I guess. And I look around, just like sarcastically, like, yeah, it makes sense. People start laughing because they feel the same way. So I probably will never fly American again because they don't even give you freaking food. At least Delta gives you a little snack bag with a water and a cookie in it, you know, and they take care and they got TVs to watch stuff on. So American Airlines, you've lost my business because not just because that freaking rude ass lady, but because you don't feed me or give me a little bottle of water for an hour, two hour flight to Dallas. You make me get overpriced airport food at Dallas. I don't even want to talk about the Dallas airport. The airport's so freaking huge for no damn reason. Like I get off, I land at A gate and I got to go all the way to D gate. So I catch the little trolley that goes around the airport. Why? It's the same damn freaking airline. It was the same size plane. It wasn't like I was going to a smaller plane. It was the same size plane. So that's my rant. And that was my rave. So this is what happens every week. So for you new listeners, just get ready for it because it's coming. All right, now let's go ahead and close up this show because my kids are about to come home and make a lot of damn noise. So I'd like to thank everybody so, so very much for joining me this week. We will talk to you next Tuesday or Wednesday. Who knows? All right. I hope you have a great race weekend. Enjoy Talladega. Oh, and if you're not on Facebook, join the Wave Around with J-Mac. I have a contest going on. I'm going to be giving away some diecast for free just to show my appreciation to you. Check out all the other groups I've mentioned, like Race City Sports Memorabilia with Cody DeForge. Awesome dude. Great guy. He'll take care of you. Tell him J-Mac sent you, and he will hook you up. All right? Go to you know the Sandwich Man Sports Racing Memorabilia with uh, my man, Benjamin Lee Tenholder, he'll definitely take care of you as well. He's got the sandwich shop, which is actually ran 
they talk all sports, which is actually ran by uh, a, a friend I just uh, shouted out, Oscar Mendoza, his great moderator of that group. He has he has great uh, discussions talking about other sports such as football, baseball, basketball, hockey, all that stuff. So definitely check him out and the Sandwich Man Sports page. That's ran by BLT and all his cool folks down there. Of course, he still runs Diecast Mania, which does daily raffles and auctions as well. We got, who else do we have? Slingshot Diecast and Sales. We have Race City Diecast with Jonathan Townsend and Jim Yarbrough. We got, uh, check out, you know, if you're a big Hendrick fan, I got a little group on there called Hendrick, like, Diecast Sales. I forgot the damn name of it. But, of course, check out The Wave Around with J-Mac. Check out the group. If you haven't joined already, you can join. You can have discussions with me. I'll give you a shout-out if you request it. Just request it. I got you. I will let you know how much I appreciate you. Thank you guys so, so very much. Next week, when we talk Talladega, I might have a surprise guest. He he doesn't know it yet, so I'm going to get in contact with him here in a little bit to make sure he keeps his race notes because I found a way that I could record with him even though we're in two different states. So, we might have my first special guest next week. It's going to be awesome. This man knows a bunch about NASCAR, and Talladega happens to be one of his favorite tracks. So, look out, buddy. I might be giving you a call later. Who knows? All right, guys. Once again, thank you so, so very much. We will talk to you next week. We'll talk things all Talladega, all the cool stuff that we saw, and we'll get ready for our next race after that. I don't have the schedule in front of me. I really don't care right now because I am freaking excited about Talladega. Talladega weekend is my favorite weekend. And plus, to me, it's just Talladega and the spring race is just like the, the culmination that spring is here to stay. And start watering your grass. Start getting that green grass greener. All right? So, once again, ladies and gentlemen, as always, take care of each other. Stay safe out there. Don't get in any trouble. Don't do anything I want to do. And remember, as always, go chase. We'll talk to you next week on the Wave Around. Peace out, folks. And enjoy the rest of your day.